All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Well, that's one way to head into the long weekend in Canada. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live. It's Friday, May 19th, and Daily Faceoff Live is presented by Batano. The game starts now at batano.ca, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly, bet with your head, not over it. He's former NHL netminder Mike McKenna, current Daily Faceoff analyst. Mike, how are you doing? Well, I'm a little shell-shocked because of all the news that's just taken place in the NHL, but here we go, right? Like, it's the yeah. offseason, but not for everybody because we still have playoffs that are starting this evening for the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, we've got so much to get to. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock, and let's start with that breaking news from four minutes before our show began. Multiple reports saying that Kyle Dubas will not be returning to the Toronto Maple Leafs as general manager. I guess, Mike, when you get to this point after the Maple Leafs season ended one week ago and he addressed the media earlier this week and said that essentially he wasn't sure that he wanted to come back. I had reported earlier this week that um, the Maple Leafs and Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment had made overtures and offers to keep him. He mentioned the consternation that he had with his family situation. And I just felt like, Mike, the longer this went on, the less of a chance that Kyle Dubas was returning to the Leafs. So where do you come out in all of this as we're here now on a Friday heading into a long weekend and the Leafs are without their general manager? Yeah, what a Friday news dump here. We're canning our GM. This is it. Um, I kind of had the same opinion of you listening to Kyle Dubas speak at the end of the season that it wasn't a question of whether his heart was in it. To me, it was just a question of from both sides, is it working? 
You know, does, does Dubas really want to stick around? Does he feel like it's run its course maybe in Toronto? That's what I couldn't figure out. And then when the, the family uh, aspects seem to be added to that, to be that extra layer, even though Dubas is a free agent, it really didn't feel like he was going to be out gunning for other jobs. It was kind of Toronto or bust and it's busted. <laughs> and so um, I, I just think, you know, when I look at Dubas's tenure, he took some pretty big swings. I don't think he did enough with the depth and didn't make the right calls, especially in goal. That was the one thing I always thought could doom him. Um, but I think I wonder how much this is both sides, Frank. Like, do you have any feel on that at all? Well, actually, we do have some clarity here in the last moments since you and I started speaking. The Toronto Maple Leafs sending out a statement letting everyone know that the club has decided to part ways with general manager Kyle Dubas. So this is not a Dubas decision. This is not a mutual uh, agreement to part ways. Of course, we knew that his contract was set to expire on June 30th, but it seems as if the wording of this announcement that the Leafs would not be bringing him back. It's their choice, not his. So here is the quote from uh, Maple Leafs president and alternate governor, Brendan Shanahan. He says, I would like to thank Kyle for his unwavering dedication over these last nine years with the organization, including his last five as general manager. Kyle fostered a great culture within our dressing room and staff and consistently pushed to make our team better season over season. We wish Kyle and his family the best moving forward and thank him for his valuable contribution. So, Mike, I guess this is kind of what I was getting at speaking on Toronto radio earlier this morning on the Fan 590. There seemed to be this thought process out there that, oh, man, what are the Leafs going to do? They can't afford to lose this guy. He's so smart. Look at how well he's built this team, all those things. And I kind of go back and I've, I've gone through the pros and the cons of Kyle Dubas's tenure, and I, I just... I don't think that lines up with the actual reality of the situation. He was handed a pretty impressive group of players uh, from the Maple Leafs and, and how they drafted. He certainly played a part in that as well. But Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Nazem Kadri, Morgan Riley, Freddie Anderson, and Nett. I mean, that was a pretty good starting place with a fresh slate of mostly entry-level contracts that now the Leafs are in a spot where they're backed into a corner on the salary cap. We had questions about their roster construction. There are all sorts of things that have popped up along the way, and they have no playoff success to speak of. I guess I kind of didn't understand from the beginning why this was always assumed to be an absolute slam dunk. Am I crazy? No, I didn't think it was a slam dunk at all uh, from both sides. But, I mean, I think I have a little bit rosier outlook on what Dubas did. I thought that this year especially, like, he just pushed his chips in. You know, and, and I'm not sure how well he managed the cap having so many play having the you know three players that are up over the 10 million range, but they were also growing into their roles too. Uh, when you're talking about Marner and Matthews, uh, and now I just have to wonder for the franchise where does it go? Matthews, he's a free agent here in a year, so uh, it leaves a lot of question marks for that franchise. It takes an air of stability away from it, and I can't wait to see who goes into that position next. Yeah, I have a. Uh... You know, real curious thought. I wonder if the Maple Leafs allowed Brandon Pridham, their assistant GM, to speak to the Calgary Flames. I don't have clarity on that. All I know is that the Flames were certainly interested. Um, so that's one. He could be an internal candidate. I wonder if Lawrence Gilman, who's been stashed away with the Toronto Marlies, is one as well. Will Brendan Shanahan take on a more direct role with the Leafs? I doubt that happens, but I think you can't rule that out as well. So I'd be real curious to see and hear some details, Mike, on... Uh, what the fallout is, as you mentioned, also how it fell apart, how it got to this point, because I think clearly the Leafs had wanted to have 
uh, Kyle Dubas back. And then, like you said, the domino effect that comes with this next, Austin Matthews, one year away from free agency. I mentioned earlier today, Kyle Dubas not coming back, the chance of Austin Matthews not wanting to resign, I think multiplies. Uh, Kyle Dubas and Austin Matthews, uh, very tightly connected, a believer in his plan, a believer in his thought process, all those things. Um, wow. Uh, so some breaking news this morning. So uh, a little bit over the time limit, of course, but let's get to uh, the Eastern Conference final. Brendan Shanahan, by the way, speaking at 3 p.m. Eastern, we'll have Matt Larkin and Stephen Ellis boots on the ground at that press conference. So um, game one, Eastern Conference final. I kind of think of it looking back in the rearview mirror, Mike, as a pillow fight that lasted for hours, like five <laughs> hours. Uh, because these two teams, you know, for playing uh, seven periods of hockey for the Florida Panthers to only end up with 60 shots will give you some kind of indication of the lack of uh, high event hockey that maybe we kind of all envision this might be heading into the series. Matthew Kachuk plays hero for the, the Cats. What a celebration. The longest game in both Panthers and Hurricanes franchise history, the sixth longest game in NHL history, going down to the wire, 12 seconds left, saving everyone from an extra 18-minute intermission. What will you remember most about this game? Well, Kachuk's celebration is unbelievable, Frank, because this is one of those things in life where you think you have a great idea, but then you fail to communicate it to everybody else, and you think they'll just follow your suit. And like Kachuk's scored and he's trying to motion to everybody. We're all getting off the ice immediately, like a walk-off home run and hardly anybody followed him. So that, that was kind of funny to me because I'm guilty of that a lot in life, having these ideas that I don't talk to anybody about. Um, but for me, I think it's the save that Bobrovsky made with about 7.30 left uh, in the third period of the game. It's on Martin Natchez. And I'm telling you, this is to watch Bobrovsky grab his right edge as Natchez cuts forehand, backhand, over again to his forehand. This is an unbelievable save by Bobrovsky. It was a game saver for me. He was the better goaltender in the game, even though I thought that Anderson was pretty good. Anderson did get beat clean three times. It's exactly what the scouting report said. So I like your description of being a pillow fight because one, I like pillow fights. I think they're a great time. But two, I thought it lasted for most of the game. Admittedly, I fell asleep during the second and third OT and watched some of that this morning. But by the middle of the third OT, the chances did start to roll for both clubs. The game did open up a little bit. And as Brandon Montour said afterwards, and why I'm jealous, there was pizza consumed in between periods. It's the best part of playoff hockey. You're just trying to eat anything you can. There's no rules when it comes to cal caloric intake. I kind of felt bad for the fans as well, who were unbelievable. The Kaniacs out in full force, standing on their feet, even into the fourth OT, certainly in the lower bowl. But concession stands are closed. Everyone's sobering up. They walk out of the building. It's past last call at the Raleigh Tap Rooms there. Kind of a, a tough spot to be in if you're the Kings now losing game one on home ice. And I think there's a scary facet of, um, you know, Matthew Kachuk waking up after a somewhat quiet round two on the scoreboard against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think we all thought that he'd bounce back. But there's also a bit of a, a scary thought when you think about game one from the Panthers' perspective in that, they don't really have any margin for error. The Panthers cap or the Hurricanes capitalized on the Panthers' couple mistakes that they made, some penalties, some some miscues at times, and the, the Hurricanes just don't beat themselves. So the margin for error in this series, if four overtimes didn't indicate that to you, is going to be razor thin. Yeah, man, it's tight for sure. It was a pretty even game. Um, 
I wish it would have been over in about 65 minutes, but <laughs> a big long one like that to lead it off sets the tone. Yeah, agreed. Let's talk about the Western Conference Final, which gets underway 8.30 Eastern on Friday evening. It's the Dallas Stars traveling to the Vegas Golden Knights. Mike, you and I haven't talked about your pick for the series. Give me who you like in how many games and why. So I got the Dallas Stars moving on in seven games, but I think that this is going to be one hell of a series, Frank. I think ultimately what it's going to come down to between two clubs that both defend pretty well. Okay, Dallas, especially regular season, really good defending, really solid five on five, especially the line of Hintz, Pavelski, and Robertson uh, against a team in Vegas that's also very deep. Both these clubs are deep. I think Vegas probably is a little bit uh, better on the back end with their D. There's a big question mark and goal, which we're going to get to in a little bit here. Um, but I think there's kind of a prevailing thought that this might be a special team series. Vegas's PK is only 60%. Dallas's power plays at 30. There's a disparity there. But Vegas was also the least penalized team in the NHL during the regular season. So I think Dallas will try to push Vegas's buttons to get them to go to the box. Um, Eichel's been great, but really, Edmonton tried try that. Yeah, right. So for me, what it comes down to is can Vegas slow down hints and his line? Can they stay out of the box? And for Dallas, can Dallas get inside Vegas's defense in the defensive zone or in the offensive zone? Joe Pavelski, best in the world, tipping pucks and in front. They're going to need an awful lot of that, but it's been a challenge against Vegas this season. Yeah. Though Dallas was three and zero against the Golden Knights. Well, that's interesting, and I do think the season series does matter in terms of the matchup in the regular season. I just think the Golden Knights have a pretty significant advantage five on five that they've been able to demonstrate in these playoffs. Like they've been able to use the speed that they have to, to put teams in an interesting spot and Dallas defends so well. I think they're a team that can lock it down when Jake Ottinger is on, there's no one better, but the Seattle Kraken were able to get to him twice, have him pulled in round two. You know, I, I think to, to, overstate or understate the goalie impact in this series is that possible because you look at it and we've been saying all season long you haven't but i've other and others have been saying this team can't win with logan thompson in net they can't win with lauren brassois net now it's aiden hill another pending unrestricted free agent and we'll get to our top 50 free agents shortly um but to think that this is the goaltender, the third string guy for the Golden Knights. Can he do the job against Jake Ottinger? On paper, it would seem to be a pretty big mismatch, but I don't know that that's the case. Uh, I It's tough to say for me because Hill's played so well in his limited time here in the playoffs. He's 3-1. and one. That's all he's ever played in playoffs is what we've seen in that last round against the Oilers. And listen, I thought that Aiden Hill, he had a speed, he had a – a little bit of a speed wobble, okay, in game three, right? Gets Doesn't go that great. But games five, four or five and six are for this series. He was so good against Edmonton, like really big time uh, in those games, only allowing three goals. And um, the question mark is, can he keep it up, man? Because even through the start and the first half of the season, Aiden Hill spent so much time on his back, on his stomach. He's flopping all over the place. I think his game has been reined in. It's something that he's worked on with – goalie coach Sean Burke this year is just try to let the game come to him, you know, not move as much, be, be in position on time, but can he keep it up? That's really what it comes down to against a really dynamic uh, Dallas offense. And for Ottinger, you've got a guy who has been pulled three times in the postseason, despite the fact that he has this reputation of being one of the best money goaltenders. And I, I found a tweet the other day that I thought was really interesting that came from Brian Ray, 
the he's one of the he's one of the Dallas Stars broadcasters on Valley Sports down there in Texas, and he posted what Ottinger's done through the first one games one through four of playoffs in his career. Look at this nine one five save percentage. Okay, pretty good. Look at Ottinger in games five through seven. 942. That's lockdown goaltending. No question in my mind the Golden Knights are going to want to try to dictate the pace of the series right from the start because I think the deeper it goes, Frank, the more it goes towards Dallas. And that's, hey man, that's a Pete DeBoer factor. Like DeBoer knows those players on the on the Vegas Golden Knights as well as anyone. This is going to be a great coaching matchup. Bruce Cassidy has done a phenomenal job systematically with Vegas. They're probably better defensively in the regular season than in the postseason so far. They're going to try to recapture that against Dallas here in the Western Conference Final. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy, I think, significantly outcoached Jay Woodcroft in round two. And I know if this series gets to a game seven, which I think there's a real chance that it does, I know which team I'm picking. Pete DeBoer, the new Mr. Game 7. His team's 7-0 and in Game 7. So that's an incredible stat as well. You, you Even watching him in Game 7 the other night, you're thinking – this guy doesn't even seem phased. His team won, and it was just he had like a sullen, quiet, stoic look on his face, and it was kind of yeah. amazing to see uh, for a guy that that at times uh, has keeps that composure on the bench really quite well. Um, you, you, we talked and broke down the goaltending matchup. Um, you, you said one thing that caught my ear a little bit earlier when previewing the series, and you said you think Vegas has the better back end in this matchup, and that really surprises me because I think the yeah, with all due respect to Alex Petrangelo and the impact that he has for the Golden Knights, Miro Haskinen is the best defenseman in the series. And more than that, I just really like the mobility of the Dallas Stars back end that I think gives them a sizable advantage and also allows them to be super competitive in these playoffs. I think it's twofold. Um, the reason being for me is I think that Vegas has 6D that they feel pretty comfortable with no matter what. I think Dallas... I mean, realistically, they, they roll their top 4D most of the time. Lindell and Hockenpah, fantastic together defensively. You hope Hockenpah is healthy, though. He did miss time in the last series. And, um, boy, if anything happens to Heisken, and you're right, he probably is the best defender in the series. Part of that is because DeBoer, though. DeBoer activates his defenseman coming out of the zone, uh, whereas Cassidy likes to have the puck on the forward stick. So a little tactically different, but I still give the edge to Vegas in that way. All right, let's get to our big segment of the day. We're going to break down the top 50 free agents with a story that's coming up this weekend on dailyfaceoff.com with a segment of icebreakers. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Man, I love coming to you live on this one, Frank, doing some icebreakers with you. You've got your top 50 free agent rankings coming up at dailyfaceoff.com this afternoon. We're halfway through the playoffs. You got stocks rising, falling as players move through this postseason. For a long time, you had the same number one, but this time now you've got a new number one. Who is that? Yeah, the new number one is Damon Severson, and that may surprise people, but um, I think when you take a look at the way these playoffs have unfolded, uh, the Severson impact, being a right shot defenseman, being at the prime sort of 28 years of age to hit the free agent market, and also we've talked previously about how depressed of a free agent class this is, it's not all that enthralling or excited. And so the new wrinkle that we've sort of added to the free agent discussion, you can see it on the David Severson card here, is I was passed some information from a group called AFP Analytics. They've done a great job breaking down and projecting future contracts in the NHL uh, in the public space. And they're projecting David Severson to be at six years times 6.1 million. So north of a $36 million payday for Damon Severson this summer. That's by a pretty wide margin, the most total dollars that they're expecting anyone to get. And so when it was kind of a toss up before the playoffs started, we did the last one back in in uh, March before the playoffs began, before Michael Bunting was suspended, before the Leafs decided to make him a healthy scratch, which in parentheses I think was an error anyway. Um, they were in a spot where these guys were all kind of closely linked together. And I think now that some of this has unfolded, the dust has settled a bit. Severson kind of stands out for me and some others as the number one player available this summer. Makes sense. D is what is paramount importance. Um, there's not too many available. So uh, I find it interesting, though, you mentioned bunting, and he was number one on your list the last time you went through the exercise. Maple Leafs forward, um, like you said, kind of had it up and down postseason. Does it automatically mean he's going to slide to number two on your list? No, you can see the board here. He drops down to number five. And Part of that is for some of the reasons that I mentioned, but part of it is because Tyler Bertuzzi generated some real buzz for himself in Boston with the run up to the playoffs after the trade coming over from the Detroit Red Wings and then also in that first round series. A guy that showed up was one of the few Bruins players to do so. And you see the projection here, six years times $5.25 million. And, you know, it's you look at his, his not just his point production this past season, but going back, he has high-end offensive capabilities. And more than that, he's got a little bit of edge to him, whether it's, you know, comparing him a little bit to Matthew Kachuk. I think the better comparison, I've been saying it all year long, is is Brad Marchand light. He's a, not a huge guy in Bertuzzi, uh, but someone that I think – uh, you know, worms his way in to use a Corey Perry nickname into the absolute heat and action of the battle. So Bertuzzi, I think the Bruins ultimately would like to try and find a way to keep him. But if he were to hit the market, he's no doubt going to be in some pretty significant demand, even with the spotty injury history that he's had. I think that's going to weigh down the AAV quite a bit, but still someone with top end capability and room to grow in his game. 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of Bertuzzi. I saw it firsthand, Frank. Uh, 2018 Calder Cup Finals in the American League. He was the MVP of the American Hockey League in the postseason for what you said, not just his scoring. He was under our skin. He was in everybody's face. He's he's going to be a big player for somebody. So as the postseason has moved along here, Frank, some players have probably put some money in their back pocket. Who's leading that pack for you? Well, um, there's a few guys that have really risen in significant ways. Um, one is Evgeny Dadunov. He was a guy that was in the 40s for us in the top 50 ranking. And you see the projection here, one year times 1.9 million. I think that's way low. Um, his point production with the Dallas Stars, he's fit like a glove there for one. And two, um, you know, you look at, the, the nine points that he's racked up in 13 playoff games for Dallas as they're playing in the Western Conference final game one tonight. Someone that um, I think still has a lot to give. You look at um, just seven goals this year. He played on a, a Montreal Canadiens team that really struggled for the big bulk of, it, of the season. And so um, I think that weighed down his numbers. I think that number, the projected contract you see, is going to go way up. I think there's some other guys that have had good playoffs, like a Luke Shen, like Anola Chari, guys that uh, may not be headline material. But, Mike, I've been saying this for a while as we size up this top 50 free agent list. It's not a sexy list by any stretch of the imagination. But I think this is the year, if you're tight on cap space, to be hunting for some bargain buys. And I think Dadnoff would be one of those great finds. I could easily see him being a huge uh, chip that helps try and get this Dallas Stars team to the Stanley Cup final again. Yeah, I agree. And he's got that past history with Pete DeBoer previously as a member of the Golden Knights playing for him. I wonder if he doesn't stick around in Dallas. Frank, as always, great job. Make sure you check out his top 50 up at dailyfaceoff.com this afternoon. And that'll do it for this week's Icebreakers. All right, Mike, it's time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Before we get there, uh, we have some more news coming out this morning. The Minnesota Golden Gophers announcing that Logan Cooley, the number three overall pick from the Arizona Coyotes, will be returning to school for his sophomore season. So probably yet another indictment I don't against the Coyotes and all yeah. that's gone on there in the last week. I don't know that anyone's jumping to sign with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, let's get to that Ask DFO question of the day. So he said it earlier this week that you won't see him popping up with another hockey team next week. But will Kyle Dubas actually take a year off? My guess, Mike, is that everything's off the table now, given that it's quite clear from the Maple Leafs wording of their, their press release that they made this decision and not him that maybe that allows him to get back in the fold and we can disregard what he said earlier this week. What say you? Uh, I, I think it may open the door, Frank, uh, but I'm going to take Dubas at face value on this. Anytime somebody mentions family and you let that get out publicly, I, I think there's been a heavy toll there. But again, because it was the Leafs deciding that he would not come back, it wasn't on his own volition. If somebody offers you a deal that you can't turn down, Frank, you take it, right? So... I think it might improve the chances, but I'm still going to say that Dubas takes a year off here to evaluate where he'd really like to end up again. I'll be real curious to see what happens uh, if the Ottawa Senators decide to make a GM change. Everyone had hinted toward the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Sens were his childhood team, man, and they're a team way better positioned to have success. 
be real curious to see if he ends up heading somewhere else. <clears throat> and more to the point, Mike, um, you know, does he decide to take a year off? No question, he'll have some suitors. Uh, but it's it's going to be fascinating. Can't wait to see what Brendan Shanahan says as well. I kind of feel like Kyle Dubas was asking for a list of things to happen, not just money, as part of this negotiation. And when that didn't happen, the Leafs decided to go in another direction. Will be interesting to see how they play it and 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 uh, and handle the messaging here. Um, let's get to our daily faceoff Batano daily bet segment with Tyler Remchuk. How'd you do in Game One in the East, and what do you got for us in the West? 2-0, Frank. Marty Natchez picked up Let's four go. shots. I mean, how could he not pick up four shots? They basically play, or they played more than two hockey games last night. Anthony Duclair, he was plus 115 to get one point. He actually scooped up two. So a good night, and we'll look to roll it into some more success on a Friday night with Game 1 of the Western Conference Final. Let's check things out, courtesy of our friends at Batano.ca. The game starts now with Batano. I'm rolling with the under in game one between Dallas and Vegas. Earlier in the week, Frank, we talked about how this series could be a bit of a slog fest. Two teams who are just going to really try to slow each other down, and I think that'll be true in game one. The line is set at five and a half. I'm rolling with the under at minus 115, but my favorite play tonight is the Jonathan Marchessault shot prop. The line is set at three and a half, but it's paying minus 110. I think this is one of those players who should be three and a half and paying like minus 150. Let me rattle off how many shots he had in each game against the Oilers in round two. Four, seven, six, six, five, six. He crushed it in, or he hit it in every game and crushed it in five of the six. I love the March or so shot prop at three and a half, and I'm playing it with the under tonight between Dallas and Vegas, Frank. Love to see that. And thanks to Batano for our daily bet segment and Tyler Uremchuk ahead of a long weekend in Canada that leaves us with garbage time. Mike, you've got 30 seconds as we fit 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag today on Daily Face Off Live with the Kyle Dubas news. Go ahead. What's caught your eye from around the NHL? Roll the tape, Alex. Let's show it. I just want to give some praise to the linesman last night in the game between the Panthers and the Coyotes because I, or Panthers, the Coyotes, Panthers and the Hurricanes. I thought that this play before the challenge goalie interference goal may have been offside. It was not. The Hurricanes actually brought it back into the defensive zone. It was a close call. Okay, that could have been argued either way that maybe Florida pushed it there, but I thought there was a chance we might actually see the Hurricanes have two options to challenge. It turns out they challenged the right one because it was goalie interference. But when the Hurricanes brought the puck back in here, when I watched it in real time, I thought this was offsides. Like, they're going to have to challenge this. And didn't matter. Goalie interference took care of it. But it was a great call at the line. And you don't see that every time. We don't ever get a chance to give the, the on-ice officials a whole lot of praise. So there's one instance where I think they did a great job. Yeah, I was wondering how much the Situation Room was regretting their decision to uh, overturn that good goal that was scored the first two minutes and 30 seconds of the first OT. They created a few extra hours of work for themselves and everyone else. Thanks to, uh, there you see that uh, that goal that ended up being overturned. I think it ended up being the right call as well. Freddie Anderson out of his way to, to make the save as a result of that contact. Who initiated or created the contact? Well, that's up for debate. But that'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We'll be back 12 noon Eastern on Monday. We have you covered all weekend long, starting with the Brendan Shanahan press conference at 3 p.m. on dailyfaceoff.com and theleafsnation.com as part of the Nation Network. Have a great long weekend, everyone in Canada. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.